The Late Morning Program with Nam Ras Podcast. Hi Krishna everyone, you're listening to The Late Morning Program with Nam Ras, the number one Hi Krishna podcast in the world. My name is Nam Ras, your host. I'm here with Guru Das Prabhu, the legendary uh, Srila Prabhupada disciple, one of the most senior disciples of Srila Prabhupada. Uh, who had met a lot of association with Srila Prabhupada and also was sent to uh, England with those um, the couples of uh, Grahastas that started the Hare Krishna explosion in England. And uh, I'm so honored, Prabhu, that you're here uh, and talking with me here today. Thank you very much. So, Prabhu, let's start off um, talking about how you came in contact with Krishna consciousness and with Srila Prabhupada. Please start us off there. Om Magina Tremandasya Jana Jana Salake Jachaksus Milatam Jaina Tazne Shri Gurudevai Namaha. I came in contact with Srila Prabhupada with my girlfriend Joan, who became Jamuna. Wow. We did not have an arranged marriage. We were together before. We were initiated. I was with uh, a friend who said, you've got to meet this woman. And I also was with a friend of mine who was a Black Panther. And he came, I went to Jamuna's house and when she, it's where uh, Malati and Samashunda were living as well. When she came into the room, the thunderbolt hit and I fell in love and uh, she then went to New York to help with her sister Janaki's wedding to Makunda. Right. So when she went, she was already a good cook, but she met the Swami and he was teaching her how to, cook uh, prasadam for the wedding. She didn't know. She liked the Swami, but she, it was sort of overwhelming because she touched her shoulder and the Swami said, go wash your hands. When we uh, cook for Krishna, we don't touch ourselves. Well, that was strange. Then she said, Swamiji, can I go smoke a cigarette? And he said, uh, go wash your hands. Then 99% of uh, people who cook taste. The, so she was tasting the prasadam and he said, well, we don't taste prasadam when we cook for Krishna. Go wash your hands. She thought that was the first mantra, go wash your hands. She comes back after after three days with him, she was overwhelmed. He was charming, he was sweet. He said, go take some rest. He saw how compassionate and sweet and caring he was. She came back and she said, I met this Swami. 
and he's wonderful. And they were talking about having a temple in San Francisco because San Francisco at the time was influencing the whole world. Right. So then Makunda came. And Makunda was like our first experience of a devotee because he had already met the Swami. He was initiated. Uh, he was sharing with us his early realizations of Krishna consciousness. So he and Janaki came. Uh, soon a family grew. We were living at Samashund and Malati's and we found a storefront on Frederick Street. And when we had that, the Swami came. The Swami's coming, the Swami's coming. We went to the airport. Now back then, we used to wear costumes of whatever our spirituality was. We did not only practice, but we wore. So Jamuna made for me a samurai robe <laughs> and Makunda had Merlin the magician and <laughs> Samashunda had a Afghani shepherd's road that smelled like sheep and about 30 cars went to the airport to meet the Swami. Now, not only did we wear costumes, but we also painted our cars. So Haridas a artist from New York had his father's Cadillac. So we painted Hare Krishna mantra on the side of the Cadillac, which his father didn't appreciate, but that's what we did. There were Thormobiles, Batmobiles, Hare Krishna uh, cars. We get to the airport. Everybody's out of the plane. We don't see the Swami, about 30 of us. Then we see the Swami, after everybody else left, he was resplendent. His eyes were facing the heavens. It looked like Eudistir's chariot. It looked like his feet weren't touching the ground. He was so golden and he glowed and he came into the airport. And then he sat down like a bird amongst us. He took out cartals and he wrapped them without any hurry with his lotus hands. He was he was the most present person I ever met. He was present. He was full on. Wow. We felt so good. We started chanting Hare Krishna. He did. He chanted with his honey gravelly voices. We, we, we answered back. He chanted. Soon people were around us watching. The airport was full. And we were sort of obstructing. So the officials were coming over to stop us. But somehow or other, by Chaita Guru, when the uh, suits got to us, uh, Swamiji stopped chanting. So they had nothing to do. Right. So then we went and showed him the temple in the procession of these Krishna lakhs and Thormobiles. And... He saw the temple room and we had an apartment above the temple. 
So he was wonderful, but we didn't get to see him at first because he was translating his books. The Ray Rama and Higher Griva came from New York. Uh, I was working. He encouraged that. I was a school teacher for uh, English as a second language for immigrants. And I was also a file clerk. And uh, he amassed these wonderful, magical family of people who had some skills. Shemershind was a carpenter. Jamuna knew calligraphy. I had learned photography. I had a I had a photography studio on the lower Lower East Side when I wow. lived in New York. Wow. I was I was taught by a mentor. Um, so I had the camera, and soon he started to come to the temple three times a week, morning and evening, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But we still didn't have any personal association with him yet because he was translating. He was getting acclimatized to the West. He was praying, how are these people going to take my message <clears throat> One day, he called me, Upendra came and said, the Swami wants to see you. Oh, that was great because previous to that, when we were in the crowd, I tried to be on tiptoes so I would be taller than everybody else and he would see me. But his head was into Vaikuntha again. He was looking up all the time. Wow. into some kind of other world is transcendental. He called me in. He had an oceanic smile of acceptance. He said, there's a gentleman friend of his in India who wanted to get a Pentex camera. And could you find out the prices of the Pentex camera? And I showed him my Nikon. I found a Nikon in this in a taxi cab in New York, free <laughs> with lenses. Krishna's magic. I did go to the police station and say I found this, but after a day, it's yours. Right. So I showed him the Nikon, and suddenly he became like a little child. He started. Uh, I showed him the light meter, and I put my finger over the photosensitive cells, and then the and I took it off, and the and the arrow would point to the light. He played with it for a, a long time, like a child. Wow. <laughs> so then I came the next day with Pentex catalogs. Again, he was so kind to me. It felt, felt sheltered in his presence. Hmm. It was also awesome, but I felt sheltered. So he then said that Macmillan contacted him and they were going to accept his first Bhagavad Gita. Would I do the frontispiece photo? So I was the first actual official photographer. So I went to his house and he had a charter on. By the way, this is Prabhupada's charter. Really? Yes. 
yes, I've, I've been blessed with Prabhupada's cheddar and Prabhupada's hat. Wow. Yeah. You still, you still have those after so many years. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, so he said, um, anyway, uh, okay, so he was glowing and there was flowered wallpaper behind him. And as a photographer, it was distracting. So I said, uh, I'd like something put over the wallpaper. I need a solid background. He took his charter off. And then the Srimad Bhagavatams were there. I was smart enough to take color photographs and black and white. And that's the first official photograph of Prabhupada. Uh, it's very well known now. But now I had my foot in the door. And because I liked him so much, I thought of any excuse to go see him. Oh, I've got, I want to show you this new lens. I wanted. What was it? What was it about him that you liked? His presence, as I said. His, he was totally there with you, and he made you feel like you were the most important person in the world. Das Anudas, he gave us this great principle that can save the world so he was also acting as a servant i mean he was he was so awesome he can speak on any subject but he was humble right he didn't push it he didn't say look how great i am but he was great he was empowering us mm -hmm. he was like a conduit to the spiritual world i i felt even back then, somewhat empowered that he was sheltering me. Was... So, so you were saying that you, you took any excuse to go and see him, and he so lends his so that his yeah. Govinda Dasi and, and Upendra and some of the people who were cooking uh, said, Don't let Gurudas in. Now, this was in an apartment that we used to, that I used to have. We moved him there because it was a, a better apartment. It had parquet floors and a nice backyard. And so he didn't live over the uh, the temple anymore in that apartment. But some good events happened in that. And I, I will talk about that. Yeah. So they said, don't let Guru in. But see, I felt so close to Krishna. It wasn't a Judeo-Christian vindictive God looking down. It was a friend dancing cows, peacocks, gopis, the art, the smells, the incense. We only had one sari and one dhoti. Hierogriva had a dhoti. We didn't have a movement then. I'm yeah. going to explain that. We didn't have a movement. We didn't have cartels. We didn't have madungas. Prabhupada Used to, he played a bongo drum on the altar. There was no Vyasa song, no books. So don't let Gurudas in. But as when I went to go to see him, 
That's when Krishna sent them into the kitchen and they'd come back in. Oh, Gurudas is in there. But his oceanic smile said, that's all right. Even, here's a story, I'll, I'll jump ahead. Sure, sure. One time in Vrindavan, he was working and he told Shrutakirti, don't let anybody in. I don't want to be disturbed. I went to see him because he'd call me in every day or, or I went to see him every day because we became really close later on. He heard my voice. He said, come on, let Gurudas in. Shudrakirti said, you said you, sh you shouldn't be disturbed. And now you say Gurudas should come. Prabhupada said, when Gurudas comes, he can come and see me anytime. Wow. What year was that? Oh, that was oh, about 1975 or so. Oh, it was the later times. Six. Six. No, even later, 77. Six. Oh, wow. Well, 76. No, I was in Lebanon in 77. He sent me to war zones, and I liked it because, you, like in India, when there's Maya, you, 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 you embrace Krishna. Like a child, you're crying for your mother. The mother chastises you. You, you take the mother's knees in shelter. Right. So the war zones made me closer. I went to Northern Ireland, Lebanon, different places. Right. Okay, so back in San Francisco, don't let Gurudas in. But he let me in, and he was, he was very happy to see me. Okay, so now we're starting to have a movement. He's chanting three times a week in our temple. He's sitting on the altar with his bongo drums, no madanga. He's spoon feeding us Krishna consciousness. Very, very simple lectures back then, not long. A lot of hippies, a lot of people. Uh, the temple was filled because it was known that after you tripped all night on mescaline or LSD or whatever, you could go to the Krishna temple for breakfast. <laughs> so we would serve breakfast and chant. So that we became part of the fabric of the neighborhood. It wasn't, we weren't outsiders then. We were the fabric. In fact, 78% of the people said they were Hare Krishnas when they did a poll back then in San Francisco. So now we're, we're there with the Swami and it's so nice. It's a family and we each had different skills and he's empowering us and he's helping us to serve this idea of devotional service. So I'm doing photos now. By the way, I'm coming out with a new photo book called The Swami Who Rocked the World. Really? Yes, it's it's in the final stages. It's an e-book and a hardcover. Because for all these years, I was the photographer and there was an art. Because now I was serving him, but then I would have to become invisible and, and then photograph him and then serve him and photograph him. Right. And so this was a great art that I developed, he never said, he never said, don't do it. He wasn't self-conscious, although one time he teased me. And that was a sign of how we grew to like each other. 
one time I was photographing and he said, there is a superstition in India that if someone is photographed, it'll shorten their life. And I was going, chick, 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 and I went, ah, and the camera fell from my arms like the Gandiva bow from my genius hands. It fell. <laughs> I, he said, what do you think of that, Gurudas Ji? Well, I gained my composure and I said, well, Swamiji, it's not how long we live. It's what we do with our life that's important. Then his eyes beamed. What a smart disciple I have. And then he laughed and he said, oh, that is only a superstition. Fantastic. Wow. No, he would do that. One time we were riding in the car in India and the horn broke. You know how important the horn is, the horn and the motor. People gravitate off the road. So the horn broke and they, the cows were walking. The people, so Prabhupada said, give me my tali, my plate, and give me my cane. It was like a Broadway thing. Give me my tali, give me my cane. And he starts bonging out the window, bong, 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 bong. And people start gravitating off the road. So then he handed it to Koyananda and he was doing it. And then he laughed. He said, they will think it's an American invention <laughs> and try to imitate. <laughs> so now this is a sample of his humor. Now he didn't do it with everyone. But yeah. he and I had a very light humorous, because I do have a sense of humor. Right. Though devotees who were very stoic, he would deal with everybody perfectly. It was like the Ross dance. Each one was satisfied in the relationship, the reciprocation that he would see inside our hearts and souls. Right. So now we're a temple, we're a family. And he's in our midst. And then one day, there was this shop called Cost Plus who had, had lots of imported things. We thought anything from India was great. It was like, oh, there's a kurta from India. It's magic. And we were getting posters from Bridge Bossy. Every Anything from India, you know. We were yeah. naive. So Malati saw these, saw Lord Jagannath, a small Lord Jagannath, well, she was the one who could procure anything, and she stole five, it was called a five-finger discount. <laughs> That's what we called it back there, five-finger discount. Right. It's, well, she brought it to the Swami, and he bowed down. He said, you have brought Lord Jagannath. This is Krishna, and I will explain. Now, previous to this, when he was in the apartment above the temple, he was looking over the seat, street and he saw Malati go into a dairy truck and steal a whole flat of butter when the man went in the store delivering the milk and everything. And she, she brought it into the temple and there was like 36 things of butter. She was so proud of herself, but what she didn't know is that the Swami was watching her in the street. So he calls her up. <clears throat> there is like one sari. She puts the sari on. Oh, the Swami wants to see me. She gets there. So you have stolen the butter. Oh, she felt like protoplasmic butter. She was melting into the, oh, yes, yes, yes. You should not steal. <laughs> 
this is not our property. Everything is Krishna's property. You should treat other people's property like school. You should not steal. However, if you are going to steal, then yes, it's all right to steal butter because Krishna is called muck and chore. <laughs> you see how he forgave us? This was what we were bar, 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 barbarians. We were bohemians. And he was teaching, teaching us to be Brahmins. And so this is the kind of thing. He, he taught us, but he forgave us. He forgave us. He forgave us. Yeah. He really did. He very broad-minded. Broad For instance, we didn't have Tulsi beads. He was on top of the mountain. He saw everything. We were crawling up the mountain. He saw it all. We had big red beads, no bead bags. That was all right because eventually, eventually we would learn it all, but not too much. He told me one time, it was beautiful, that uh, the fir first there's rules and regulations. He didn't do the Sanskrit name because we were, this is the way he taught. There's, and that'll become a foundation part of you. And then the spontaneous, adventurous side of Krishna consciousness happens. A, a weight lifted from my shoulders because there was early rules and regulations, not as many as there are now, right. but there were. I saw this is spontaneous. This is wonderful. Another time, there were unwanted things coming into my consciousness that I didn't want to think about. He said, it's the purification process. So Malati stole that. She still didn't learn. She did the five-finger discount. Swamiji says, are there any more? She said, yeah, I think there was a yellow one and maybe another one. He said, go get it. Ten-finger discount. <laughs> so he brought Subhadra and Balaram. Then he told us about the Jagannath Festival. We should do, oh, he said, Sam, Sam he called him, can you carve these? Yes. He got a, uh, some railway wood. He was the carpenter. So he told us about Lord Jagannath Festival. So this is the start of everything. Another day, he said, this is Lord Chaitanya's appearance day. Now, we, he had a, we didn't know too much. He was spoon-feeding us little, little, little. But we had an idea. We saw pictures of Lord Chaitanya. Uh, the whole thing was enlivening to us. The Harinam, the civil disobedience, the welcoming everybody, the Panchatatwa. But we didn't know that much yet. So one day he said, this is Lord Chaitanya's appearance day. I want you to go into the temple all day and fast all day and chant Japa, chant Kirtan. And here's an unpublished manuscript of the teachings of Lord Chaitanya to read. So chant, chant, and read. Yeah. About midday, Jayananda Thakur, the great devotee, and Jivananda look over to me, and they go like this. Let's get out of the temple. I We go outside. I said, the Swamiji told us to stay in the temple the whole day. They said, we have an idea. We wanted we wanted to go and chant for the Swami in the apartment for him. Yeah. 
I said, well, he's told us that to stay in the temple and, and well, two Anandas were better than one Das, so I went with them. Jivananda, Jayananda. Yeah. We go under the on the street. It was on the second floor of the apartment that at one time we had. And he comes to the window and he goes like this. And we I said, I told you, Anandas, that we should shouldn't we should have stayed in the temple. He's told us to go away. So crestfallen, we're going back down the hill. Upandir comes running out. He said, the Swamiji wants to see you. Oh, this, oh, this one. Now it's like the principal going to the principal at school. We never were chastised, but we didn't want to. He told us to stay in the temple. I said, the Swamiji told us to go away. Upendra said, no, in India, that's how people say, come here, come right. here. So we go there and he had an oceanic smile again. Krishna, Lord Chaitanya is, is called Chaitanya, uh, Chaitanya, um, Chaitanya Guru. Chaitanya is giving you intelligence in your heart. Now that you're chanting in the temple, but now that you've come outside and chanted here, I want you to go every day and chant outside for the public. This is called Harinam. Uh-huh. And so that was the introduction of Harinam. So all these things are happening, and he's teaching us. And uh, suddenly he became sick. And so he moved to Stinson Beach. And we didn't know if we'd ever see him again. Because after a little while, he was going back to India to Brindavan. Was that in New Jersey? No, Stinson Beach is in San Francisco, outside of San Francisco. Oh, okay. It's a beach area. Right, right. Um, I have a photo of the last, him, 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 him looking at the temple, and it's very poignant. It's like Krishna sent him to us, but Krishna also sent us to him. Mm. He was our father, but he was also sometimes our child. We had that relate. He let me put his sweater on his little belly. He he let us treat him, and he said, "You, I have so many fathers and mothers with you." And right. so, we, and we had the friendship, Leela, and but he was also the guru, the wise person. Could you? Could you tell us about the events leading up to how you got chosen to be sent to England? Yes. At any rate, let me just finish that story. He goes back to Vrindavan. We heard he was getting better, and then he came back to us. And I have a fantastic photo of us in the airport with flags and dancing around. And a mother with a baby who wanted to marry him. Uh, let me, I'll just tell you one more story before that. Sure. Uh, I was reading the Bhagavad Gita in, a, in an invisible grove in Golden Gate Park that Jamuna know of. I was reading the whole Bhagavad Gita penguin version. And she comes into the grove and she, and she says, with the most unromantic proposal of all time, she proposed marriage to me. <laughs> She's, and it was this way. Harsharani says, 
Harsharani says that if you uh, if you uh, live together, you have to get married. If your boyfriend and girlfriend, I said, oh. Now Harsharani was the rule enforcer. One time <laughs> to show you the playfulness of Swamiji, I'll get it. I'll get to your question, but sure, I, sure, it's yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. So we go. So Harsharani, he goes into the kitchen, and his new pakora is there. And he takes one and pops it into his mouth. He never touched his mouth. It was like a rainbow arc, and it would go in perfectly. He was perfect. She said, you can't do that. He's, his answer was he took another procor and popped it in his mouth. She said, you can't do that. You can't eat while we're preparing for Christian. Swamiji said, who told you this? She said, you have. Well, then I can break the rules. And <laughs> so now we're get, so. He said, before you get married, you have to get initiated. Oh, initiated. Well, I kind of felt this is some kind of surrender. So we get there. Janaki makes not ghee, it's oleo margin, and not wood. It's fruit box wood. So the fire spat, splattered. Oh, my goodness. We got initiated. Now, I had a different name. I had an R name, but I was so freaked out about getting initiated. He stops and says, no, your name is Guru Das. All the mescaline freaks who were into the fire said, oh, Guru Das. any rate, the next day, when so now we're initiated, when do you want to get a, a married? Uh, tomorrow. He didn't want my chanchala mind. He was always doing tomorrow, tomorrow on me, so I wouldn't go away so the next day there was a girl who had a baby and she was getting initiated too and she wanted to marry Prabhupada she wanted to marry Prabhupada yes this happened often this was one way in fact we were trying to get him a green card uh, in immigration and and, and uh, Allen Ginsberg somebody uh, suggested well you can marry an american citizen she said no i'm sannyas <laughs> okay well uh you nandarani we can adopt you as a child well they'll say what an old child do you have <laughs> any rate so her the child of the lady was banging on the floor banging on the floor Prabhupada saw this said pick baby up we'll be strong baby he laughed everybody said uh so we got married so then we, he indicated that he wants something done in India and in, in, in London because uh, his guru sent the top of the disciples, Tirtha Maharaj, etc. in 1941. They came back not doing that much. He wanted to do this for Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. So he picked us three couples and Saraswati the baby. He picked us, and our plan was we want to meet the Beatles. That was our only plan. We didn't have that much money, but Sam Shunder got busted for, he was into heroin before. Uh, they returned $1,000 that he had, so we had $1,000. Swamiji in Montreal picked $50 out of nowhere like a magician, told us Charlie Chaplin's story, dancing at the ballroom, other people tore their coats as he did what great men do, others will follow. He encouraged us. 
we went to Amsterdam first because we had heard, I had been in Britain before, that if you go there with not enough money and not a return trip, a ticket, they'll send you back home. Right. So first Samashinda, Malati, and Saraswati went with the 1,050. They let him in. They sent it back to us in Amsterdam. The bank took a cut. Jamun and I went. We have $1,040. They let us in. And then we sent it to Mukundan Janaki. Wow. We had one name, a doctor in Hearn Hill, the, in a suburb. And we went to see him. And he let us stay at his house. We had another name from Allen Ginsberg, Tom Dreberg, who was a member of parliament, who later would, he's an essential part of our story in London. So we only had two names and uh, we started chanting in the suburb, but we didn't get to see the Beatles yet. We were way in the suburb. They were in the center. They were encouraging people to give them their ideas, their artistic ideas, but they were deluged with so many ideas and self-proclaimed messiahs, etc. Right. That uh, they stopped taking suggestions. Now we were going on uh, various gatherings, and we found an apple that wound up and had feet and walked, and we put the Hare Krishna mantra and sent it to them. We sent them something every day. We were uh, doing articles in the underground newspaper, International Times. I did the Prahlad stories with uh, paintings by Gorsundra and Govindadasi, two issues. Jamuna did a Sanskrit. We were part of the fabric. Wow. Uh, still, we couldn't see the Beatles. Then... Uh, the Hell's Angels came from San Francisco. Ken Kesey, my friend, a Buddhist guy, and uh, the two Grateful Dead managers, Danny Rifkin and uh, Gaskin. And they came and lived with us. And the Hell's Angels had two motorcycles. The Hell they were invited to meet the Beatles. The Hell's Angels were going to beat the Beatles up. Sam Machinda snuck in. Yoko saw him and said, oh, you come. He was sitting in the room. The room was full. John Lennon looked in. He was a street guy. He saw, uh-oh. He could sense the vibes. It was full. The Hells Angel was there ready to beat everybody up. Ringo followed along. Paul looked in. Uh-uh. George looked in and saw Sam Rashinda in the corner. Went to him. I've been looking for you. Right. Yes, I've been looking for you, too, he said. He said, please come to my house. In two days, we went to his house. Billy Preston was there. Now, one of the Hell's Angel chicks, uh, girls, was Billy Preston's girlfriend. We had a rousing kirtan uh, with Billy playing the organ, George playing electric guitar, and Jamun going, Hari, Hari, Bowl. And it was a great kirtan. Now we were friends. And George, now please come to our temple. We had a temple in a, in a, now we found a temple in a, there was a rich guy. They said, Gurudas, you do the talking. He gave us his building. At the top floor was the 
black Muslims, they had a branch there. Now, I had heard Malcolm X speak when I was in, oh, I was in the civil rights movement before I became a devotee. That got me ready to do all these things. So I, they said, well, the the black Muslims were on the top floor. Gurdas, can you get, get them to leave, please? So I went up there and I spoke, you know, jive language. Hey, baby, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, but what really convinced them was that we're going to chant at 3.30 every morning. <laughs> they left. Actually, I helped uh, Malcolm, Michael X get out of jail. They planted some counterband and I would, my photograph showed that they couldn't have done it. I got him out of jail. Wow. But he didn't live with us. But these were the days. We were part of the scene. Now, there was the arts laboratory where everything, everybody was getting together. They let us chant three times a week there. They wanted to do something called the alchemical wedding, which was to Royal Albert Hall, everybody, the gathering of the tribes, the hippies, the underground, would get there. We went there. And they were going to be silent. Our plan was we were going to chant. So we were in six different parts of the build, the auditorium. Somebody said, oh, that was our signal. We went chanting. A, a blues band put the microphones on and did the 12-bar blues. And I chanted 12-bar blues in the microphone. The place went wild. So... And they shut the place down. They were nobody was supposed to say anything. At any rate, these were the days. John and Yoko were in a bubble, a canvas bubble. Later, when we got to no- meet them, they were going to the Tate Gallery to accept a, an award. They asked Jamun and me to go in the bubble. John's yeah. idea of the bubble was a Zen thing, that if we're in the bubble, it's like the soul and the bubble is the body. And that he said that there would be no prejudice because they wouldn't see inside. He had his idea of the Zen thing. I didn't go in the bubble. Jamuna didn't. Uh, but Suri Das and Jotila went in the bubble. He was Algerian, French, with a French accent. And she was Irish. And she was taller. The reporters were holding the mic to the bubble. And they said, oh, it was definitely John and Yoko. And they thought Jotila was John and Suridas was Yoko. So these were the days. So we got to meet the Beatles. And then when we met George, he took to us. And he started chanting immediately. John and him had chanted for three days. They had the Hari, the Happening album, and they had chanted before we met them. So they were inclined. So then John was getting a new place, and George said, why don't the devotees go there? Oh, now we went with six and a baby, and now there's 36 devotees. It was so attractive. Wow. So we needed some place to live. We were all squashed in the, in, in the, the warehouse. Yeah. So we went to John Lennon's estate. He was my friend too. He was. He he said to me one time that my so-called friends want things from me, want things. And I said, "Your real friend, John, 
your real friends will just give to you. Because that was our plan. We were just going to give give to them, not take anything. Yeah. That was our plan. So he said, like you, Gurudas? And I said, yes. I said, your friends are like chains and links of a chain. And now you're polishing and tightening the chain. Break those chains. Only be with people who are for you, really for you. So we had another time he said, Gurudas, I want to let my hair grow for peace. Chaitra Guru entered me. I said, John, if you want peace, it takes sacrifice. Show him you're serious and cut your hair off. The next week I saw him in Yoko with not completely shaved, but crew cuts. So we had a relationship, but George especially. George was humorous, kind. The first recording we did, uh, he was such a good producer. We we were spreading out the, the the Madras and having a picnic, and George said, "Well, this is costing sixty pounds an hour. Let's go on with it." Yeah. And 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 uh, how we did that? There were six, only seven of us back then, of six actually. So we overdubbed the chorus. Six became twelve. Twelve became twenty-four. George Martin was the sixth beetle he made it really a good it became number nine the first week which is really an unheard of thing for an unknown group we started doing uh gigs uh all over england and and uh, sweden and germany and uh i wouldn't let brahmacharis go to the to the nightclubs but we were all living there with John, and then Prabhupada came to England when we were ready for him. And he came and again responded, and the reporters asked, what have you come here for? I've come to teach what you've forgotten, love of God. Right. So there's so many things. Uh, yeah. It just became a glorious, magical movement. Oh, one night in San Francisco, yeah. Prabhupada said, I may die at any moment. Please carry this on. I want 108 temples. At that point, we knew we were moving. Wow. Can you tell us about the story of how you helped obtain the Bhaktivedanta Manor? Yeah. As I said, we were just giving to them. And George liked that. And he started hanging out with us more than his rock friends. And even his wife, Patty, complained that he's he's with the devotees again. He's not with me. And he was really taking to it. Then Prabhupada asked Sam Mashinda to ask George for the for money to print the Krishna book. He told me, Krishna's writing this book on my shoulder. Krishna wrote this book. He told me. So Samashinda said, now he was Prabhupada. In San Francisco with Swamiji, right. with Govinda Das, he had a conversation. Now he's Prabhupada. Okay. Yeah. Prabhupada, we've just been giving to George. And and uh, I, I really feel bad about asking him for any money. 
Well, Prabhupada knew better. He was again on top of the mountain. He could see everything. He said, make me the bad guy. <laughs> I'm the bad cop. You're the good. Okay, so Samashinda goes. But the, the timing, they were at the dinner at, at David Wynn, the, the sculptor laureate who did the coins of the queen. and the, He was the national sculptor. He also liked Krishna consciousness. And George had friends like that. So he, they were there. So Sam Rishinder didn't ask him. The timing was bad. Dessert comes, nothing. Finally, Sam Rishinder blurted out, Prabhupada wants you to uh, please uh, pay for the, I forget the wording. I wasn't there. Pay for the uh, Krishna book. Yeah. Publishing. George's face changed. Machinations were in his mind. You, oh, these were like every, you're like everybody else. This was what Sam Ashinda was afraid of. That yeah. you're like all the other people just wanting, you're using me. Suddenly, the thunder came out of the skies and shook the house and the lights went out. David Wynn had a generator. Okay. The lights went back on. George was smiling, a big smile. He said, Krishna, must you be so theatric? Of course so. Then he also bought us a, sla a slab of marble. Uh, Mick Jagger gave us a tea bar for our temple. We were part of the whole scene. Now, speaking of miracles, one time in Mayapur, I was always with Prabhupada. He'd call me in. He'd call me in. We were together a lot. He'd take me every place. He, that's why I have so many photographs. Guru, right. come with me to Lalit Prashad Thakur. Why me? Why me on TV? He took me. So we go there. It's one building in Mayapur, the Lotus Building. I'm chanting outside his door. In the middle of the night, I'm still like a child, wanting more attention from my Swami. Chanting, who's that? Gurudas. Oh, Gurudas. Come on in. I go into his room. We we drafted a letter to Indira Gandhi, who I got to meet too, by the way. Wow. Oh yeah, I got I got to meet. I got to, to meet and while I was in Delhi, I asked the the uh minister of defense to come to one of our pondal gatherings. We did ten gatherings. I saw a picture of his mother chanting. He said, I'm not going to come. It's, I'm secular. We can't come. If we come to your, we'll go to every religion. I said, we're a way of life. And if you don't come to our gathering, I'm going to tell your mother on you. He said, I'll come. I'll come. <laughs> so I, 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 I got to meet all these people. So at any rate, we drafted a letter to Indira Gandhi. So the next night, I'm chanting outside his door again. He comes out. He goes to the balcony. He said, the, f the farmers, they're asking Krishna, give me water, give me water. And Krishna says, all right, take it. And when he went like that, the skies opened up and water came out. And without missing a beat, he just walked back into his room. One time a butterfly went on his finger. He didn't say, look how great. The, the real miracle was open the window so the butterfly can get something to eat. He was concerned. One time I was walking without shoes, chasing after him. He said, where are your shoes? I said, when I'm with you, I don't feel pain. He says, there's enough to pass you in the world without putting any more on yourself unnecessarily. And that's the point. 
Right. We're not artificial. We don't artificially renounce. He's teaching us all that. Right. So then after that incident with George, we really got to uh, be friends and we needed a bigger place. So we asked him and uh, they went to some estate agents. We were looking for another place. We found one in a morgue with ghosts. That didn't work. <clears throat> the thing is, George was our guarantor. Right. So he found a place. He found a place, but he also was behind us. Another time when we were in Bury Place, the neighbor was complaining and said that the Kirtan is going through the wall and his wife is fainting and his dog is jumping up and going yip, yip, yip. <laughs> so since Krishna, since Krishna, we, we learned in the Mahabharata that Krishna played a joke on people. These are Jamuna's quartals. Wow. Um, played a joke on people that Ashwatthama the elephant is dead and he blew the conch shell. You know the story. Yes, of course. So all the officials are there to see if the <clears throat> sound is going through the wall. So we were bold and we shouldn't try this at home and it's not spiritual, but we were bold and since Krishna did this plan. So when the door was open at the temple, there was a there was a window that you can see in the temple. So when the door was open, we were chanting. When the door closed with all the officials. And the Majang was going boom, 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 boom. And the door closed. And then he was going like this. And we were going, Hare Krishna. And the door closed. We're going. <laughs> they said, we can't even hear it in the, 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 the hall here. How do you say it's going through the wall? He said, it's a bloody trick. He tries to get out. The doorknob <laughs> comes out. He claws the door open. 36 sleeping bags fall out. We're zoned for two people. At any rate, because George was our guarantor, the guys, the, the young people threw all the complaints into the rubbish bin. So George was becoming our friend. And so then we needed a bigger place. We found Bhaktivedanta Manor. At that point, it was so successful, Prabhupada sent me to be in charge of the party of 17 to go to India. Right. And that's a whole other glorious story. And to be to go to, I, I wanted to go to Brindaban since 1967 when I read in Paramahansa Yogananda's book about Brindaban and faith. And I asked him, and he remembered, and he sent me to Brindaban. Wow. And so there's glorious stories of India and so many things. But now, uh, do you have any more questions? I'd like to talk about something else. Sure. No, no, please go ahead. Thank you so much. Yes. So I saw this compassionate side of Prabhupada all these years. And I yeah. also was a counselor. Uh, in my business life, I was a counselor and many models worked with homeless and mentally challenged people. And so I like, I think part of any spirituality or religion is, is compassion. Yes, for sure. And so now 
we're a movement and it's so glorious. It's like a ripple from Prabhupada coming alone with no money and it rippled out. Even your microphone, even you and me, it's all from Prabhupada rippling these computers, everything, pondo programs, restaurants, planetariums. And we're building these things and it's wonderful a little bit more impersonal than the early days of the family growing. That, that happens to all movements, even the civil rights movement. So I saw the need, especially when it's devotees who have given their life 40, 30, 50, 50 years like me, when they got sick, they were even asked to leave temples. They weren't being taken care of. Right. So I saw the need that we... Uh, society is judged by how they take care of their people. If the Jewish people can take care of their people, why can't we? So we should start retirement residential villages for elder devotees who can't take care of themselves. But children should be there too, because the elder people can mentor the young folks and the young folks get the old folks feeling young. Right. I saw this. So the first aspect, I, in 1917, uh, 2017, I put out a, a few messages. I'd like to do this care project. A few people joined me. The first aspect of the vision was outreach, that when somebody gets sick, we get together, and everybody gets money, and they gather. I say, why not preventative medicine? Have teams ready. It just takes some petrol, some gas, and uh, some compassion. It doesn't even take much money. That's the first part of the vision. This can be done every place. Not reactive, preventative. Then residential, vibrant residential, kirtan, healing arts, the bhakti healing arts, drama therapy, writing therapy, kirtan therapy, poetry therapy, bhakti healing arts for, for, for healing. They're vibrant places, not just waiting to die. Right. Music. I visited some places, even in Vrindavan, the hospice, no music, nothing. So vibrant residential places, then hospice in a different area, not the same place, and then Shraddha, transition. Mm. So since I started in Vancouver, Australia, Spain, Italy, and Eastern European countries, I've been to a lot of Eastern European countries. They're great devotees. They're all doing residential villages. They're, they're erecting places for elder devotees who will need assisted living uh, to live in. My vision is our Vedic care charity can't do it all, but it can be done within our movement. Mm. Right now, we have a hospital. We've been given a hospital in Vrindavan of 24 rooms and we're repairing it. And right now it's actually functioning. We wow. are serving 50 bridge bosses that can't go to Delhi. They don't have the money for medical things. But when once we repair the rooms, devotees like you can uh Seed their retirement. I want to die in Vrindavan. Before I was discouraged. Don't come here. We don't have the facilities. Right. If you want to do that, you can come to our place. So it's VedicCareCharity.org. 
vediccarecharity.org is our website. Oh, thank you. Yes. And um, please join with us. We need volunteers. We need Lakshmi, but we have been raising some. We've raised over $20,000 right now because they believe in me and our team. Right. We've got a great team in Britain. And so uh, this is happening all over the world, but it is a much needed thing in Krishna consciousness. You've heard these stories, how Prabhupada empowered us. It's a glorious thing. Our family, we're smart, we're caring. I love the devotees, most of them. And so we have this family, so let us take care of each other. Is there anyone in, enrolled in, the, um, in any kind of care at the moment right now? No, because the hospital isn't fixed up. Right. And, uh, but the, the, our point, point person is an Ayurvedic doctor. By the way, we're also going to introduce holistic model, models of healing, which is a great message. In Brindaban, even though it's a magic place, if someone was uh, dying, they bring in a harmonium and sing bhajans. Okay. We want to stabilize the pain first so then they can appreciate the bhajans. If you're in pain, it's hard. Prabhupada said art means full belly. We're looking at some paintings in a temple. Art means full belly. It means, he said, if you're, if you're, if you're starving, you can't appreciate the art. Right. And if you're surviving, you can preach Krishna consciousness. So feed everybody. Mm. So if we feed everybody, we also have a prasadam program. We also uh, hired Bridgebasi women for a, a sewing craft pro, pro, uh, project. So we're doing little bit, little bit. Right. When our hospital is ready, then people can enroll. And in the meantime, if they want to see their retirement, they can. Mm. So there's, but we do need some more volunteers. We also need somebody to help us with our website. Right. So, uh, um, it's thank important. you. Yeah, thank you, Prabhu, for 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 mentioning this. For those of you who are just listening up to this podcast, that the URL is www.vedic, uh, sorry, vediccarecharity.org. That's Vedic Care charity.org this is a initiative that gurudas prabhu is doing to help uh the older generation for their well-being retirement and hospice uh for elderly uh, vaishnavas i really appreciate that prabhu if i could ask you a question um you being um someone who's seen the movement from the very beginning when it wasn't even a movement to what it is now thousands of devotees and hundreds of temples what realizations do you have from what it was to what it is now? Are the changes good? Are there, is it going off course? What What is your realization from seeing that full spectrum there? Well, it's dual. It's, it's good because we have expansion and it's going on after all these years and restaurants and preaching. But... Uh, even in the civil rights movement, it became impersonal as it grew. This is just the phenomena of movements. Right. So I say that was then and this is now. And because we had such this boldness, this fervor to, to so much love of Krishna inside of us that we wanted to share it with others. So that's what I say now. 
If Krishna's inside you, share with others, even in your office space. Find a common ground. Find the common ground with somebody. I learned how to preach. Prabhupada was listening to this man. He listened to a man who was manufacturing baltis, buckets. It was boring. But when he talked about the bolts and the rivets, he talked about dovetailing to Krishna. He changed the conversation. Part of it is listening. Part of it is seeing in the heart of others, just like I met Mother Teresa twice. She saw into the people of others, right. into the hearts and the souls. That's what we have to do. Now we take it for granted. We didn't have it back then. So we don't take it for granted. We didn't have anything. Like I say, nothing, no altars. Finally, we got Kartama, I got Kartamashi out of a out of a, a store. That was our first deity. Yeah. Uh, so don't take it for granted. This is a positive alternative in the world, and we do have a wonderful family. Mm. So find the common ground with people. Still preach it, but right. don't preach it in a dogmatic way. Preach it in a personal way. Preach it in a loving way. Right. Not shoving it down people's throat or I'm holier than thou. We're not so great. We're just people. We're trying our best together. Right. So this is a wonderful family. Try and remember those early days how when you first fell in love with when you first fell in love with the person or when you first fell in love with Krishna consciousness. Remember that first enlightenment, how exotic it was. Keep that fresh, Navayovana. That's what I say. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I, I, I see that in that older generation, in your generation, there was this real mood of risk-taking for, for Krishna, for Prabhupada. And now it seems that because Krishna consciousness is spread in so many places, there isn't that same mood of taking risks for Krishna or for a guru, for Prabhupada. That's my own perspective, just because I'm in a, in a place where Krishna consciousness is very uh, vibrant and uh, very present. Many devotees are there. So what would you say to, this, to the newer generation of devotees? Do we need to take risks in Krishna consciousness or should we maintain what's there? It's case sensitive. It depends on the time, place, and circumstance, mm. which is another great thing Prabhupada gave us, time, place, and circumstance. Because one time he said, uh, how do you know Krishna is God? I said, you told us. He said, they may just say I'm old man. Somebody said Bhagavad Gita. They will just say it's a book. You know Krishna is God by the ecstasy you feel, the proof of the puddings in the eating. So that was wonderful. I do feel ecstasy. Then a year later, we're in another place. How do you know Krishna's God? We're on a morning walk. Uh, somebody said, you told us so. They may just say, I'm old man. Oh, I know this. I come up from behind. I said, you know, Krishna's God by the ecstasy you feel. The proof of the puddings in the eating. Right. Well, but says, no, the Bhagavad Gita says so. <laughs> because there were scholars on the walk. Right. The translators, time, place, circumstance. So I say take risks if it's if it's necessary, but at the same time, if it's not necessary, don't take risks, but still spread it. Share mm. this because it's a this can save the world. Mm. 
you were married to Mother Yamuna, and she's known as uh, I think Tamal Krishnamaraj even mentioned that Prabhupada said she was on the level of Bhava. She was a very advanced soul. Tell us a little bit about your relationship and kind of maybe some things that devotees might not know about her and because you knew her very intimately uh, about her and her life. Well, actually, she's the one who brought me to Krishna consciousness and and she's very deep and we had very glorious times together until uh, she left for a while uh, because of impersonalism. We were sitting at the feet of Prabhupada, one side me and her, we were very close. Somebody complained, oh, she's a woman who doesn't look right. This is the growth of the movement. Prabhupada relented. But by osmosis, this would, her spirituality would come into me. And we did a lot of things together. A lot of, I mean, especially in the early days, we went all over San Francisco preaching. We didn't even wear shoes back then. In one of my photos in the book, there's a photo of me without any shoes. So she was, she would, as time progressed, she became more and more Krishna conscious and very just into it. And our, our relationship then changed because sometimes I was made in charge of women, men and she was in charge of women. We didn't even live together sometimes. And then we did. Right. But we had a regular relationship too. We it was just glorious for 12 years. Um, I'm not sure what I can share that nobody knows. She's wrote, written the books. Prabhupada wanted to make her GBC. Really? Yeah, this, this is something you might not know. I didn't know that. <laughs> She was so qualified that Prabhupada wanted to make her. He told men and women are the same on the spiritual platform. Right. She said, um, I don't like politics. I just want to worship deities and, and cook. So yes. she declined being GBC. Prabhupada made me GBC too, twice. But uh, I never, it never happened. Once I was for Bali Merdan in Asia, and then he said, I'll do it. And then another time, uh, he sent me someplace to do it. And then the, the old GBC again said, I'll do it soon. But, but he did want to make her GBC. Um, Some devotees say that Prabhupada never wanted women to become GBCs. Well, that's not true. Cause, <laughs> wow, it's very interesting yeah. information you're giving us here. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of Prabhupada saids, and they have to yes. be checked out. And that's, that's why some of us can really tell we were there. Right, right. Of course, of yes, course. You know, there's a, there's a, a number of Prabhupada says where, you know, you can take anything out of context for your own agenda. Yes, of course. And that's what sometimes people do. Right, right. Um, tell us a little bit about when you went to the communist countries with um, Bhakti Tirtha Swami, who was Ganesham Das at the time, right? Yeah, that's a really nice question. There's so much to share. Yeah. Um, 
So I, when Jamuna left, um, she didn't really leave. Right. But she, sometimes we leave the movement, but we don't leave Krishna. Right. So then Prabhupada wanted me to become a sannyasi, so I did. And uh, I already met Gyanasham, and then for the library party, they said we should we could go together to uh, different Eastern European countries. So I met him. He had we had a car. He had a car, and we camped out. We camped in camping grounds, and he was going to universities and placing books, and I was preaching. And we were preaching clandestine, different places, Poland. And then in Poland, they were very rebellious, and we did a festival at Czestochowa. Well, that's when I was with uh, Suhotra and uh, Bhakti Bhava Swami. He was, uh, I forget his name but we went different places. So so we were just going into these Eastern European countries, but Gyanasham and I did this, and uh, he was very spiritual. He chanted a lot. He, his sadhana was great, but his, his understanding of the world was transcendental. He threw his visa away at one place. We get to the to the, the customs, and the guy wouldn't let us out of the country. So he said, "Go back and to the to the capital, which is miles and miles away, and get a visa." So our plan was, "Okay, we'll just camp outside and we'll sleep for eight hours and come back and try again." So yeah. we come back and it was the same guy. But now he said, okay, you guys are crazy. Just get out of here. So at any rate, it was glorious with him. Uh, we went to Bulgaria, Romania, and so many places. And uh, we talked a lot too. He was the son of a preacher. Right. He was an advocate, an activist in Princeton. And uh, we became very close. And uh, he's just a great devotee. And his, and his understanding of leaving the planet, too. Mm. Just a great devotee. You had so much association with Srila Prabhupada. And now it's been so many years, what, 50 some odd years since that time. Do you feel that Srila Prabhupada is still with you? Do you, do you feel... I know you must feel separation from having so much association and so much time has elapsed since that time. But what can you tell us about your relationship with Prabhupada at this very moment? Because he, he gave me so much instruction, like I say, about art means full belly, tapasya, everything. I kind of have a preconceived category, which combined with my intuitive sense, my poetic spontaneous uh, but a lot of times I'll I'll know oh what would Prabhupada do so on my shoulders what would Prabhupada do WWPD right. is my police department PD. <laughs> he's right. also my AC air conditioner <laughs> so 
So a lot of the times, Mike, it's just part of me now. How can I be a good devotee? How can I help others? Yeah. And what should I do in this situation? Mm. And this too shall pass. You know, there's lots of challenges, but as George said, this too shall pass. Now, Prabhupada had this, the same kind of uh, I, uh, persona that uh, I remember when he was being attacked and uh, the temple in Bombay was being attacked and he yeah. he was just talking about it transcendentally. Well, this has happened. This is the nature of the world. He was transcendental and it was so influencing me that oh, this is happening but look he's still transcendental he's he's relying on krishna knowing knowing srila Prabhupada's personality and knowing him so uh from within in a very familiar way what do you think his reaction would be to what's happening in the world right now regarding the pandemic and uh, covid and everything that's happening in the world at the moment kali yuga don't be surprised it's it's Kali Yuga was was predicted, but we can also use it for our benefit. Now you, we can slow down and read more. We're right. inside more. We could we can develop our relationships. Everything has its good and bad. It's duality of this planet. This is yeah. a dual planet. So, in this time of pandemic, we can become stronger in our sadhana, in our family, although our inter relationships are on the computer and not so many gatherings but he always stressed association that helps each one another yeah so i think that uh the he would understand that this too shall pass but as this is going on it's another manifestation of kali 